God says, I want you to reap it, but are you big enough to sow into it? The law is you won't reap that which you will not sow. God says, if you want to reap it, you've got to sow into it. The problem with us, we don't like to sow. We love to reap. God, give me the harvest, but we don't like to sow. But I'm telling you, the harvest is in the sowing. Am I right, Shannon? The harvest is in the sowing. The reaping is in the sowing. The revival is in the seed that you sow, not tomorrow, today. There's two times, the best two times to plant a tree. 10 years ago and today. Don't put it off. Sow that seed. God is patient. God is protection. Hallelujah. I need an amen. God is provision. Yes. God is healer. <laughs> I didn't say he was my healer. I didn't say he's going to be my healer. I said he is my healer. Yes. God is my deliverer. We aren't, we aren't just some fly-by-night people who depend solely on the spiritual realm. We understand that we are people that live in a very physical, tangible, touchable world. But we serve a God who is very invisible, but who cares for your weaknesses so much that he says, I just need you to believe that I am and that I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. Hebrews 11. So it is dependent upon whether we will diligently seek him enough because we believe that he is a rewarder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we leave this place, there should be no deficiency because God is here. God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't say, you know what, I'm going to move for this one, but I'm not going to move for this one. He doesn't say, you know what, because of where you've been, I'm not going to move for you, but I'll move for this one over here. Because what you, he, God is not a respecter of persons. He is in this place, and he is going up and down the aisles. And you know what determines where he goes? Hunger. Your hunger is, God's moving is contingent upon our hunger and our thirst. And I know that when we, as he, you may be seated, when we as humans are going through life and we are just instinctively good-hearted people, and we are especially good because we serve God, we really operate in commitments. God looks for our commitments. God looks for a level of consecration because God says no matter what, I am consecrated to you. Like I am not bound by what you have done or where you have come from. My consecration is totally to you. So he expects some sort of reciprocation where we say, God, I'm committed to you and this 
is my commitment this season, or this is my commitment for the coming year. And so in 20 and 22, we usually start out the year with a annual fast, what we call the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And this year, or 2022 in January, we're going to begin the fast on January 3rd through the 23rd. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Everybody say 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, I don't, I don't know what is significant about 21 days, but there are several things that happen in 21 days. There are actual fasts that happen in Scripture in 21 days. I know I, I grew up with chickens, you know I mean? When that hen sits on an egg in order to the, for the chick to get outside the egg, it's got to be set on for how many days? 21 days. The chicken, the mother hen, has an instinct not to get off at 19 days, not to get off at 21 days, or 20 days, not to stay on one day too late. But at 21 days, something begins to stir. There's a cycle. There's a season. And this year, 2022, 21 days of prayer and fasting, we are looking for something to crack we are looking for a shaking and a stirring. And I don't know what you personally have in your life that you would like stir, that you would like shaken. But here is why we are fasting. We are fasting for four reasons. Number one, we are fasting to humble ourselves before God. God loves the humble. And this is a way to humble ourselves before God. Well, some of you are asking, what is fasting? Fasting is going without. It is denying oneself something. And whether it's food, if you deny yourself food, then you are saying, I'm denying my flesh this, and denial produces discipline. And in your spiritual life with God, discipline is one of those areas that consistently helps us in our relationship with God. Without discipline, we cannot sustain the level of relationship that God has required us. And so discipline, you instill it in your children. God says, because you are my legitimate children, I discipline or chasteneth those whom I loveth. And it is, it is maybe of, I, it is of my pleasure. I, I try to just discipline myself because I don't want God disciplining me. I'll, I'll kind of go through the rigors of this punishment myself, okay? And please, don't, don't raise your hand against me. Please, Lord. And so it's just a way to produce some level of discipline and consecration in ourselves. So number one, it humbles ourselves. Number two, it shows us the way to go. It shows, everybody say, it shows us the way to go. God begins to direct our lives, our footsteps, and that, because we are more in tune with the Spirit, God begins to be more prevalent in our lives to where we can start to feel out the divine will of God. It could come down to a career choice. It could come down to a business transaction. It could come down to a marriage decision. It, come on somebody. It could come, it, it, it could come down to a ministry, a gifting, anything that you could imagine. Fasting can help speed that process up. God, what is it that you're speaking to me about? Because I know you're speaking, 
but you're speaking on a decibel that I cannot hear you with all this static noise going on around me. So fasting or going without helps me become in tune to what the word of God is saying about my life. So number two, it shows us the way to go. Number three, and I get this from Ezra who calls a fast. And he calls a fast and he says, I want us to know by God the way to go. Not only for us, but he says for our little ones. And so number three, I'm praying and I'm fasting for the little ones of this church. When I look up and down this, this, these chairs, this auditorium, I see a lot of young kids. All the youngs under like 13, 14. Could y'all stand up real quick? Yes. So we're fasting for our little ones. Thank you. You can be seated. So we're fasting for our little ones. And then the last thing, number four, is we are fasting for our possessions. I, I don't believe that God doesn't want us to be blessed in our possessions. Sorry, I don't subscribe to that. I believe if somebody is going to get divine favor, why shouldn't it be me? I mean, let's go. We live our lives in a way that is consecrated to him. God blessed Israel above every nation. Why can't God bless his church above every other group of people? Why can't God bless this families of Bright City over than every group of people? It doesn't mean we're arrogant. No, we're humble about it. But we're saying, God, let there be divine favor on my possessions. Every morning I pray about my possessions. I say, God, bless my possessions. Bless any transactions that I come across. God, bless them. God, if there's an opportunity around me some way, let me see it. Let me grab, gravitate toward it. If it's not, if there's an opportunity I see and it's not meant for you, shut that door. And there's a blessing in having a shut door just as there is an open door. I, there's many times where I have thanked God so much more for a shut door in my life than an open door. Fasting will not only open doors, it will close doors. Yeah, that's worthy right there. Amen. So what we have done in the, in the past times, we have, we have fasted food and we've left that to your discretion. Some of us, we fast a 24-hour day, one day a week through the month of January. That would be four full 24-hour fasts. If you want to do that, here's what I do. I fast from 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. So I get a nice dinner in me before 6, and I'll fast the rest of that evening into the next day, and then I can break that fast the following day at 6 and during this 21 days prayers of prayer and fasting, it is a time to detox from social media. All right. So what, what we also like to do is we like to push aside the entertainment value so that our souls, our minds, our hearts can be totally stayed on thee. Why do we do this? It is because we are fasting for a direct purpose. And I'm not going to cloud my senses and my spirit with what God is trying to say for my life, for my family, for my home, for my church, for my community. And so it is a great way to begin to just downsize a little bit. Bring your mind back into recalibration and reprioritize. Not only, not only is it a spiritual benefit, 
it is a physical benefit. Fasting, whether it's food or media, has so many benefits. When you fast food more than a spiritual purpose, it's called dieting, all right? Fasting really isn't dieting. Fasting is going without food for a spiritual purpose. But aside from all that, it's, its benefits are great. Its benefits are great. You begin to feel better. Your body begins to be in an anabolic state. You start, I mean, you're like, I mean, some of my fast days are like, let's get it done kind of deal. At, you know, at, at the beginning, I kind of would have some headaches and things like that. But it is a way to like recharge and to just, what, it, what are you needing to do, Jared? Let's get it done. And so it is, it is amazing when you begin to fast food and fast media or usual, maybe it's television, uh, maybe, maybe it's the news, maybe it's the radio, maybe it's, uh, it's, it's books, secular books. But this is always a good time to see, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fill my 21 days. I've been wanting to read this book on, you know, a, a spiritual education or I, I'm, I'm going to begin to work on my prayer life. And so 21 days of prayer and fasting is not only a commitment to fasting, but it is a commitment to prayer. Where can we get in a consistent prayer life in 21 days? So I challenge each and every one of us that says, Man, I've just, I haven't been consistent in my prayer life. I, I typically will pray for a week. I'll typically pray for three or four days in a row, but I just can't get over the hump. For some reason, my prayer life is dry and all this. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to challenge yourself. I want you to make a commitment. And I want you to say over the next 21 days, from January 3rd to the January 23rd, I want you to make a commitment that says the first thing I do before I go to work, before I do my chores, I'm going to get up a little bit earlier. I'm going to get up 30 minutes earlier. I'm going to get up an hour earlier. And I'm going to attribute that time. I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to get in my Bible reading. And I'm going to get into my prayer. And this is going to set my 21 days. And I, I, I make that commitment. Honey, I make that commitment. Be accountable to somebody. Text somebody. Say, will you do this with me? Uh, I'm, I'm waking up at 5.30 a.m. Would you, would you wake up with me? Or I'm waking up at 4.30 a.m. Would you do this with me. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into my prayer at 9 a.m. Would you do this with me? Find somebody to be accountable with. Girls, this is easy for you. Guys, it's hard for us. <laughs> we don't like to text our, our manly friends and be like, yo, did you pray this morning? No, we don't like that. But find somebody that you can be accountable with and say, hey, I was praying for you this morning. I'm going to hit it again tomorrow morning. Prayer, prayer was not good this morning. I'll just be honest. I plan on re really getting it going tomorrow. Or prayer was great this morning. How was yours? You know, just find somebody to be accountable with, but commit to 21 days of prayer. See what God will do in our lives. Because we're good on the physical, but our spiritual man is yelling out, Somebody feed me. I'm starving. And when your physical man doesn't eat, we're malnourished. We're malnourished. We're we're hungry. We're hangry. And we you know we we push it on everybody. You know we we're we're hungry. We can feel it. But you know what? When our spirit is starving, nobody really knows. We don't even know. We're not even really aware. Our spirit though can be starving, and we not even know it. And when you begin to drink from the fountains of the living water, 
you will figure out that this prayer thing, there is something to it. How many knows that God can restore you in a one-on-one prayer session? Yes. My greatest time with God is not in church. My greatest time in God is in my one-on-one prayer meetings. October 16th, 2016, I made a commitment. Every morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get into my word every morning. You know, I, 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 was, I was decent at it before then. I was even in ministry, and I just still didn't have it down. But October 8th, God just kind of gave me a fresh word for my own self, and then I responded with a commitment. And from October 8th of 2016, I made a commitment that I fulfilled. I pray every single morning. It meant that I had to get up early. I usually get up around 4.30 to make sure and get my time in. Because if I don't get it in, if I push it to the end of the day, guess what? I'm tired. I'm moody. I'm depleted. And God, nothing says I love you like giving you my leftovers. Thank you, God, for all you've done. But when we give God our first fruits, it is what he deserves and it speaks to not only him it speaks to us and it produces discipline so i wanted to make that announcement could we stand i just wanted to make that uh push uh to start that corporately um i i believe now i know let me say this i know some people you use your social media for your business and things like that so you know you'll have to set those parameters you'll have to use your discretion on how you use that and how you deny yourself that. But I would say that it is a great season to begin to detox from the world. When you detox, you are purging, you are cleansing oneself. I, I believe next Sunday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about one guy who went on a four-day fast. And God came down in a bright light and said, go call Peter. Anybody know his name? Cornelius. Acts chapter 10. Go home and read about it. He fasted for four days. He was a man that prayed consistently. He was a man who gave his alms to the poor. He was a righteous man, but he fasted for four days. God said, there's more I have for you. And I don't know what led Cornelius to fast. I don't know what caused him to say, you know what, I'm going to go without food today. And then I don't know what caused him to keep that fast going, you know, I'm going to go without food today. And all of, all of a sudden, it's been four days I haven't eaten. And at the end of that four days, God came down and responded to somebody who denied themselves. And it changed his life and his family's life. The end of that chapter, Peter is standing in his house preaching to his entire household, teaches and preaches them that remission of sins is taught through his name. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And Peter said, can any of these, can anybody forbid these from being baptized? And Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the entire household was saved. How come it didn't say that Cornelius and his household was saved at the beginning of the chapter? I don't know. Maybe because they weren't saved. 
But God led Cornelius, one leader of his household, to fast and in prayer. Go summon a man named Peter because he's got the words of the message that I want you to hear. All because somebody was willing to fast. It ain't easy. Journey, my God, it ain't easy. Kyle, it ain't easy, bro. Larry, it certainly ain't easy. Canyon, it ain't easy. And listen, if you got, if you're a diabetic, I almost said, baby, I almost called, <laughs> I almost said if you got the sugar diabetes, if, <laughs> if you have diabetes or you cannot go without food without compromising your health, be very smart, all right? We don't need you to go into low sugar shock but you can fast something so use your discretion on how you deny yourself whether it be something that you're just in a habit of doing whether it be food whether it be media whether it be something else just go without something and let's see what God will do for the beginning of our year that will shape the rest of 2022. We're living in a crazy world and all I can say is we have no idea what's coming. And we've got to be fully prepared. And if we're not fully prepared now, we're never going to be prepared for what God has. I'm seeing that God is going to change Bright City this year. For the better, we're going to grow out of this place. We're going to move locations this year. We're going to have a bigger space. We're going to grow not only in number, but we are going to grow personally, individually. We're going to see chains fall off this year. We're going to see the coming together of families like we've never seen before. Oh, we've seen some great things happen. We've seen some miracles, but I believe that we, don't, we haven't seen anything yet. I believe that we are going to see some great and mighty and powerful things in a double portion in 2022. I firmly believe it. I'm not just saying it. I believe it. So be a part of something. Commit to something that will bring forth a harvest for seasons to come. God says, I want you to reap it, but are you big enough to sow into it? The law is you won't reap that which you will not sow. God says, if you want to reap it, you've got to sow into it. The problem with us, we don't like to sow. We love to reap. God, give me the harvest, but we don't like to sow. But I'm telling you, the harvest is in the sowing. Am I right, Shannon? The harvest is in the sowing. The reaping is in the sowing. The revival is in the seed that you sow, not tomorrow, today. There's two times, the best two times to plant a tree. Ten years ago and today. Don't put it off. Sow that seed. Listen, can we lift up God one more time before we get out of this house, Lord Jesus? We heard what you're doing. We're thankful. We're